Welcome back to Two Tarot Nerds. This is a podcast with me, Jolie, and my friend Di, where we sort of talk about tarot, but really just talk about the experience of being human. This week, we talked about finding wholeness within and owning our knowledge and experience. And we took a bit of a deep dive into Mars and Scorpio and what lessons they might have to teach us about uncomfortable feelings and going after what we desire. So if you want to hear two friends talk about life, tarot, and everything in between, sit back, get a snack, and enjoy. One little announcement, I am still taking coaching clients. So if you resonate with anything we talk about in this episode, if you're going through a time of transition or you're struggling with uncomfortable feelings or naming your desires, you'll find a link in the description of this episode for how you can reach out to me. And lastly, this is your reminder before we get started that there's probably some adult language in this episode. So if that is something you're concerned about or you have people around you who might not want to hear that, please pop in your headphones and then go ahead and dive in. Let's start as we always start with what we're bringing to the table. How are you this week, Di? I'm doing pretty good. I am finding there, there's all the things <laughs> going on right now. It's like it's a new season. So I'm like, yes, Autumn, I feel like I'm ready for just like reset things like and we just barely had a new moon. And so I'm very much in that like just ready to like do some stuff. And that kind of makes sense because I feel like summer, it's not resting the way the winters rest, but it's still a more like playful, take a break, whatever. And then autumn, it's kind of like, okay, like time to get some more stuff done. I'm waiting. There's supposed to be, they said it's cold front. I don't know if I'd call it cold because our highs are still going to be in the like high 80s, but like the weather's supposed to be better tomorrow. And I am so excited. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's kind of like, I feel like I'm just like, I've got some energy back that I haven't had the last couple weeks. Yeah. We said goodbye to Virgo season, which we did. I mean, listen, I, I don't really know. I feel like I complained about Virgo season for like half of Virgo season and then now it's over and I'm like, oh, where, wait, where did it go? <laughs> like, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't feel know like- where September went. It was just like just boom, mm-hmm. it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I've made sort of like a, a mental note for myself for like next year of like revisit how I approach Virgo season because I don't really feel like I figured it out this year. I think I just moaned about summer being over, but it wasn't really <laughs> autumn yet. And I just right. like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just didn't really actually think about what is here. I was just like, well, it's not it's not summer anymore and it's not autumn anymore and I just hate it all. So sorry, right. Virgo season. I I didn't really <laughs> treasure you while you were here. But yeah, we're in Libra season now. And it's officially autumn. And yeah, I'm also doing really good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> we had such a <laughs> Such a grumpy week last week, the two of us. And we did. I'm I'm kind of glad to be like done with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure it will come back around. I'm sure. Like I have no doubts. Yes. But yeah, this week, I don't know. I had a great weekend. I've had a very relaxing and slow paced morning. I feel 
pretty rested. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm also, I'm doing good this week. Yeah, so it's a, a nice change of pace from last week. <laughs> yes. It's your week to go first. What questions did you ask? What cards did you pull? So at the beginning of the month, I was thinking, I'm just going to stick with the same questions for the whole month. And after last week, I was just like, I'm just not feeling these questions. So then I was like, oh, that's fine. Because like, we're switching over to, you know, from Virgo to Libra. Perfect time. Like, I don't have to wait for the first of the month. I'm just going to change it now. And then I spent like the entire weekend trying to decide what questions to pick instead. <laughs> Seriously, in overthinking mode. <laughs> Which I'm not really surprised considering that that was kind of the theme of last week. But yeah, I like tried to just sit and think about it. I tried to look up like ideas for three card spreads. I went to bed last night and I was thinking about it and it must've been on my mind because I had the weirdest dreams, which I don't really remember other than they were very weird. And then this morning, all of a sudden I'm like, I know, I know what I want to ask. And what popped into my head pretty much first thing it was like I need to ask like what do I want because what was stopping me over the weekend from coming up with stuff is like well like I can't really figure out the questions until I know like where I'm trying to go with the questions and just round and round in circles in my head and so what do I want it's not what you would normally think of probably as a a tarot question because I'm not asking my tarot deck what I want. I'm really asking myself. And that's true with all these questions. It's like, okay, you know, the answers are coming from inside of me. This is just giving me like a jumping off point of like kind of yes or no. <laughs> like, do I agree with this? Do I not? What else could be in there? But I'm just going with it. So I did, what do I want? And actually the other questions came up right after that as well, which is why I'm like, clearly this is where I need to go. My second one was something along the lines of like, what, what's getting in my way or like what's keeping me from either figuring out what I want or doing what I want. And then kind of the flip side of that, what will help or support me with what I want. So I'm like, all right, just go with it. And I had to laugh because the card I drew for what do I want was the Ace of Wands. And we seem to keep doing this. Like uh, all three of my cards are cards we have not talked about before. And it seemed like we went for, I don't know, like 12 episodes, never talking about a single Ace. And then like we had one last week and then there's one this week. And I know you have one too. So it's like, okay, it's time to talk about the Aces. What do these mean? I love Ace of Wands. I really, really do. The one that I drew from the This Might Hurt Tarot seems very much like the traditional version of the card. It's got like the hand coming out of cloud, like holding the wand, which is flowering. My favorite version of it is is pretty similar. It's the one from the Wild Unknown and it has the same like flowering one, but I just, I love the colors of it. It's the, it's like red and orange and all. It just feels very like vibrant, very fire energy for sure, <laughs> which of course is appropriate for wands. But, and that 
I mean, that really is when I like think to myself, what is it that I want? I want to feel that way. I want to feel like excited and just like, I'm trying to think how exactly it's not confident exactly, but I just want to like quit second guessing myself about everything. I just want to like, just pick something and just go all in on it. And that feels very like ace and wands to me. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like, but I just, I'm tired of hiding parts of myself and just like, yeah, I don't know. What thoughts do you have on aces, wands, or well, mm. wands for now. <laughs> we'll get to other ones. <laughs> yeah. So aces in general are new beginnings, seeds, potential. Yes. I really love the imagery of the hand holding out. So usually I'm like a traditional uh, tarot illustration. There's the hand coming from the clouds and they're either holding the cup, the sword, the wand, the pentacle, because there's like an invitation there to take it, like a reminder that these things don't just get handed to you. You sort of have to take them, pick them up. So Ace of Wands specifically, I always think about kind of the the spark that starts the fire mm-hmm. or like, yeah, the match that lights the flame of revolution. So it, it's, yeah, it's that spark of a new idea, the spark of a new passion, the spark of creativity, that real, I love beginning things. I love. Yes, um, <laughs> me too. Like, <laughs> Di and I are both knitters, and I love casting on a new project. It's my my favorite thing is, like, casting on a new project, the potential that's in there, knitting the first few rows or rounds. Like, that's my favorite bit, the beginning of anything. And that's, for me, like, very Ace of Wands. Just, like, when something's shiny and new and it's, yeah, has, like, endless possibilities within it. And so, yeah, I feel like it's a very on the nose of like, what do I want? Yeah, like you want, you've been talking about it for many episodes now of like, you want to feel passionate about something. You want to feel excited about something. You want to start something new that you like really love. And that feels very Ace of Wands to me. Yeah, I I think it's both, it's, it's that. And also like, I want it to be something that, I can continue to like carry at least, I mean, you're not going to have the same like level of excitement at all most of the time, like as you do right at the beginning, like beginnings are special for that. But I want to carry at least some of that through it. I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm all excited. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, I want to find something that like I'm excited about and I can keep that going through it at some level. Yeah, that makes sense. So then my next question was like, what's getting in my way with that? And what came up for that was King of Swords. And I had to go look because I was like, surely we have talked about King of Swords, but we haven't. I've drawn King of Swords multiple times over the past few months, but it's always been like, you know, a card I pull during the week or like for something else. It's not something I've done as part of the spreads we do for the podcast. And so I'm like, it 
it felt very interesting that this came up after like all the swords we had last week i'm like okay like we're talking about like the journey through the swords and like we've seen a bunch of them and i'm like well where does like king of swords like what what does the end of that journey look like my first thought thinking in terms of like how is it getting in my way some of what we talked about before the like you know trying to think our way through things and like wanting to have it all figured out before I start doing things. But then the more I thought about it, I was like that, that is a little bit of it, but right now for me, it feels more like not acknowledging the ways that I'm already there. Like I keep thinking, Oh, like I need to do more. Like I'm not ready. I can't, you know, do anything until I get to this, this level. But if I stop and think about it, like, why not draw on all of the, like, experience and skill and everything that I already have? Like, why not let go of this idea that, like, I always have to keep learning more first? Because swords also makes me think about that, like learning a lot of times. And like, what if I just, yeah, let go of this idea that I'm not ready. I feel a lot of times with Kings, like it's like something out there that like I haven't yet achieved. And I'm like, what if that is just complete and total bullshit? <laughs> I just like, I'm already there. Yeah. In the next World Tarot, the King of Swords is given the label, the Throne of Knowledge. And I think it really ties into that, like, the mastery of a sword's suit, where swords can be overthinking, and they can be anxiety, and they can be, like, thoughts that hold us back. But like you said, there is also knowledge and truth and learning in there as well it's not always negative associations with swords so yeah like the king the king of swords has like a real mastery of his knowledge and his journey and kings for me are always leadership and putting that out into the world and leadership requires like a real ownership of our power and our skill sets and like, yeah, the things, the things that we're good at and knowledge of like what we know or acknowledging. Yeah. What we know. So yeah, it does feel like with King of Swords, there is this real kind of call of like to build in more leadership and whether that just means like owning it for yourself about, yeah, what you know and the journey you've been on. I'm sitting here laughing in my head because, so I journaled about these a little bit And I feel like I come to the podcast a lot with like not wanting to like own my knowledge and experience of things. And what I wrote down in my journal, which I didn't say, but then you pretty much just said was I don't let myself be the king. I don't own my knowledge and experience and my power. (laughs) sitting here basically demonstrating how I don't do that. 
<laughs> because I let you say it instead of just coming out and saying it myself. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, my deck's like, pay attention, damn it. It kind of fits with what we were talking about last week. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of it. Like, why? Yeah, why can't I just own my stuff? And it's going to take practice because I've spent so long not doing it. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so then my last question was, you know, what can help or support me with what I want? And the card I got for that was the lovers. And both of us were like, surely we've talked about this card before because it's come up for both of us so much in the past. But we haven't. We've talked about two of cups and there are definitely some things going on with that but like major arcana is usually like like this is big pay attention to this and the lovers is kind of like that compared to two of cups which we have talked about more than once and the main thing that came to mind because you see so much out there like with the lovers about it being about connection with other people and relationships and stuff like that and I bring it back more to like myself because you can't, we've talked about this before and I can't think exactly how to phrase it, but like, I'm not really going to be able to put stuff out there if I don't first have the like belief and trust in myself. And it feels like another one of those questions that like you want to ask and you're like, <laughs> It's not going to tell me the answer. How do I trust myself? How do I believe in myself? But it also feels like with it coming up in the major kind of like, like, this is what I've got to do. <laughs> this is what I've got to figure out if I'm going to be able to go after what I want. It's like you were saying at the beginning about like not letting all of the pieces of yourself show up. So lovers for me, it's associated with the sign Gemini, which is the twins. And there's a story connected to that about how like Gemini's can sometimes, or just like the, the sign of Gemini has some connotation of like always walking around looking for your other half and thinking it exists mm -hmm. outside of you. And lovers card for me is a, recognizing that like no one can fill those holes it, that you feel like are in you like it you're not missing there's nothing external that you're missing it's finding the wholeness within yourself and that like relationships are when two completely whole safe and secure people like meet each other and then come into partnership we can't yeah if we're all like walking around thinking that parts of ourselves exist outside of ourselves it creates really unhealthy dynamics so lovers is coming back to even though like the title of the card can sound like it's about love and partnership and relationship like for me it's about finding that wholeness within yourself before anything else i feel like there should be more to say about that but i'm not sure what so how how do you feel about like the three cards as a whole like the story of the three cards it kind of goes back to what you said earlier about the aces and the traditional imagery of that with like having to take the thing. I think that's really like the core thing for me with all of this of 
like I have to, I spend way more time giving and I feel like, like taking, it's like, I, I, I struggle with receiving, which is a more passive. And so like, like taking is like the next level from there. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like I have trouble like accepting things when the universe is like here, here it is right here. You know, much less like if I have to like make more of an effort to go after what I want, but it feels like the other cards are a reminder of like, you've got this, like you can do this. You don't need anything else. You already have what you need, but you have to like recognize and accept that fact. And that if I really want the sort of thing that I'm going to be excited and passionate about and continue to do that, like, it's got to be about me, not about everybody else. And it feels like really leaning into specifically, like, what you know. Yes. Like, specific, like, knowledge. I'm going to say the word education, but I don't necessarily mean, like, traditional education, yeah. but just, like, yeah, knowledge, right. tools, resources. Like, you and I talk a lot about how we have trouble with the feelings bits of things. <laughs> Although, I mean, I love talking about feelings, just not necessarily right. mine. But, yeah, we talk about how our, our we tend to naturally pull towards the more thinking, logical structure of things. And I think yeah. that can be to our detriment, but it's also a massive skill set, particularly that you have, of, like, put it to good use. Like, <laughs> so what? So we might sometimes overthink, like, okay, sometimes, like, it does go too far, but it's still a massive skill set. And, like, really leaning into... Yeah, what you know, what you're good at. If you want it to feel wands and you want it to feel fun and passionate and, you know, energizing, like, stop trying to look outside of yourself for something because that's not going to feel, probably not going to feel like as fun as and as energizing as if you, like, do the thing you really want to do that actually comes really easy to you. And we can all have a there, there can be a tendency to downplay what we're really good at. And we think because it comes easy to us, it comes easy to everyone. Or we think because we're really good at it, like it, we don't value it as much as what we're not good at. Kind of that looking outside of yourself feels like a callback to Seven of Swords as well. Of like looking <laughs> at what other people have and thinking, I need that. That's the thing that I that's the reason why, like, I'm not successful. That's the reason why I don't have the things I have. It's because they have something and I don't have it. But, like, King of Swords and Lovers both say to me, like, yeah, you have it. <laughs> Stop looking outside of yourself. Yeah, I definitely see some of that. The other bit for me, though, is it's not even always that I'm looking outside for another thing. Thing, it's that I don't like own what I already have like <laughs> I feel ridiculous for this but it's come up like in my journaling 
quite a bit lately of like I have <laughs> different times like actively like pretended not to know things because or not remember things because I feel like it's like showing off or like yeah I don't even know but like I don't want to yeah take up too much space and like own what I already have so yeah that's in there too <laughs> what you this week <laughs> So I'm keeping with the same questions, which are what is present, what is the roots of that, and what could bloom and grow from that. So for what is present, I got Ace of Cups. And so we're back in the Aces, or we're continuing on the theme of Aces. And Ace of Cups, so Cups are, as we've, I feel like I've seen a lot of Cups if you're curious how many, you can join our <laughs> Substack. Um, I should go look. Just how many cups has Julie got? <laughs> yeah. So if you join our Substack community, it's completely free. You get access to a database which tracks all of the cards we pull each week. And yeah, I feel like I've been on a little bit of a journey with the cups. And now I'm, and now I'm in the aces, though. I... I don't know. But anyways, so yeah, so aces are beginnings, cups are emotions, intuition, feelings, like emotional connection, relationships all feel very cups to me. They're, it's water. And so if we think about, again, the astrology, spoiler alert, I'm basically going to talk about astrology this whole time I'm talking about my cards. <laughs> it's a little bit of a hyperfixation at the moment. So the astrology of aces is it is the combination of all of the water signs. So it's the intensity and depth of cancer, which is associated with the moon card. So think about that real like depth of just like overflowing of emotions. It's the intensity in a different way of Scorpio. So Scorpio being a sign that loves the the things that are not talked about scorpio thrives like in the dark in the things that like in the scorpio is associated with the death card it's associated with the tower card it's it is about the like more unpleasant it like is fine with the unpleasantness the uncomfortableness of feelings and then you also have like the dreaminess of pisces so all of that energy is in ace of cups and just this birthing of of something new that is somehow connected to feelings emotions relationships I've traditionally hated ace of cups because I've always been like <laughs> we've talked about that yeah yeah I'm like I don't want to start a new emotional thing no thank you like you want me to open up you want me to like accept this cup full of feelings no no, my tune has changed a little bit. In in that, I mean, you all, if you've listened to all of the episodes of this podcast, you have witnessed me going on a journey of kind of accepting feelings and accepting, like, coming out of my thoughts and into my body and being like, yep, okay, I will listen to what feelings are present. I will listen to what intuition is present. And so it feels like to get Ace of Cups, it's like what's present right now 
it's it's a nice it feels like a pat on the back after getting eight of swords as what's present because i talked about how last week how last week was it felt like a blip in this journey that i've been going on to connect ultimately like into empress energy into the moon into all of those feelings high priestess like really kind of leaning into three of cups like all of those things but last week I was like back in swords I was just back in my thoughts and back into overthinking about things back into trying to spreadsheet my way into feeling secure and safe and like emotionally stable and like knowing I want to know like how this all works how this is all going to work like I need the plan and I couldn't figure like there is no plan and so like it was stressing me out (laughs) there's like that's just not there's never a plan like you you can't you can like you know have goals and intentions and kind of think about how you might get somewhere, but ultimately like, yeah, we can get wrenches thrown in our plans at any point. Like there's having a plan does not equal security. Anyways, it feels like, okay, cool. We're back to Ace of Cups. Like I dealt with everything that was there last week. I talked about it with friends. I talked about it in therapy. I like, okay, cool. Like had my little blip and now it's like, all right, we're back to what's present. We're back to Ace of Cups. We're back to trusting and believing. And it actually feels really nice to have it be an Ace because, how do I explain this? It feels like the turning of a page, like, or like starting the next chapter in a really good way of like, I was at the beginning of something and and the beginning, as we talked about with like Ace of Wands, particularly like the, it was like a real fire. Like it was the beginning and it was, and it was all of that funness of like an Ace of Wands beginning of like, it's summer season, right? Like it, it was all of what summer was. It was fun and it was, it, you know, my summer was great and playful and it was a lot and it was like, you know, just the chaos of like a bonfire in a really, really fun way. But now it's like, okay, we're turning the page into autumn. And like with an ace of cups of like, it's, it's now a, a new beginning, but one that is cups rather than fire. And like, I'm really here for that. I'm like really here for like, okay, yes, let's keep building on. Cause it's like not a new book. It's like a new chapter is how I'm feeling with it. Of like, we're still building on everything, but like now we're like laying down more foundations for this next step. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just like, okay, cool. Like Ace of Cups. Like I'm actually feeling really ready to start an Ace of Cups journey. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking the parallel between like you with this the summer and like that was all the stuff before. It's almost like Virgo season and you're like eight of swords, like you kind of went together and now you're like through both of those. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it only was like one week in terms of the cards, but that's, it's kind of how that was. Yeah. And the fact that it felt like it went so fast, but yeah. now you're like, okay, like into a new season on multiple levels. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. I was just, because Virgo is a sign of thinking 
it is, I mean, it's an air sign, right? It's a sign of, it can be associated, like the shadow side of Virgos is like perfectionism, anxiety, overthinking, like that's all spreadsheets. It's all things I associate with Virgo. I am a Virgo rising. Like I have that very present in in me, but it, it's like the surface layer. It's not like who I am at my core. It's just, yeah, that sort of like that protective shield that comes up. Because our rising signs tend to be how like people perceive us rather than, yeah, how those close to us know us. So yeah, there is like a protective layer that comes up of like Virgo rising. I have no feelings. I just have all thoughts and logic and spreadsheets. And yeah, you're right. It was just one week, but it feels like maybe <laughs> all of Virgo season was like building up to that of like, because right. I went into Virgo season being like, cool, I'm going to I'm gonna bring order to this chaos that summer left. And then I didn't. <laughs> I just like, like, like kept thinking that they should. And yeah. yeah. But yeah, now I'm like, I'm ready for more grounding, more like slow building of things that are stable and that will last. And not that Ace of Cups has anything to do with stability or necessarily slowness, but it, it's not. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's not Ace of Wands. It's like Ace of Wands to me is a fast, feels fast. And and in like comparison to that, Ace of Cups feels like, yeah, I don't know. A little bit more out of that like fiery passion and into the water. And now I'm like, okay, cool. I'm prepared for this because I've done so much work with like the moon and sinking in and, you know, all of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like ready to start this Ace of Cups journey properly now. Yeah, it definitely feels like, yeah, less intense because, yeah, you had the moon, Empress, there was some high priestess in there. That's all like really big. And now it's kind of like, yeah, settle down. Yeah. Yeah. But but the roots, the roots of Ace of yes. Cup <laughs> was the tower. So <laughs> we are back in my major arcana phase, guys. So excited for more major arcana. So this is card 16, if anyone is keeping track of my major arcana tally. And again, the astrology of the tower, it's connected with Scorpio. So the tower is also, by the way, my favorite card, or at least like one of my favorite cards, probably my favorite in the major arcana. I I love tower is burn it all down. Like the tower is <laughs> it, it's and I'm like, so I have a Scorpio moon. Like I am here for the like this is not working these foundations are weak like this system is not helping anyone burn it all down scorpio is still a water sign which might not like be what you think about burn it all down but it's ruled it's yeah scorpio's ruled by mars which is the god of war so it's aries in greek mythology also giving its name to Aries season. So that real like spark of fire that Aries season is that like that element of Scorpio's destruction and Aries's creation. And that, as we have talked about before, particularly again, death card also ruled by Scorpio, destruction and creation are one and the same thing that and whenever we create something, something is being destroyed. And that is not a bad thing. Like, 
I guess the example that I tend to think about is motherhood or parenthood. Like I love my children, but there is a destruction of the person who, the version of me who never had kids. Like she doesn't exist anymore. She will never exist anymore. Doesn't matter how old my kids got. Like, yeah, there's things that we go through that just like the previous version of ourselves don't ever exist anymore. But like, that can be a very welcome change is kind of my point of like, yeah. So creation and destruction are intimately tied together. So yeah, so the roots of <laughs> the roots of my Ace of Cups, the roots of this journey of water and emotions like is rooted in still like it's rooted in, I think, having let go of all of those previous versions of me like the the like they obviously they still appear as seen by like the eight of swords last week like very swords energy they those blips still come up but like the the tools and resources i have now to keep returning to the water energy is allowing me to sort of and will support me in because like roots are supporting what's growing will support me in this journey of ace of cups of like just keep burning down what's not working. How do you feel about the tower card? Because I just love it. I have like nothing bad to say about the tower <laughs> card. I will love it ride or die forever. I'm much the same. Like it, it's been a long time since it's come up for me. I feel like I probably shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> it might be coming for me. But I the same thing like you. Yeah, sometimes to or maybe all the time to to really start something new you have to let go of what was before I really when you told me that I was thinking like what cards you had this week I really love the version of the tower in the Lightseers deck because it has the butterflies coming out of it and and that reminds me of like like you have to go through the goo and whatever else like to to come out the other side and yeah, it's sometimes really painful, but you also, you have to go through, <laughs> like there's yeah. no other option. Yeah. And I, I think that's the Scorpio connection to the card. So I use burn it all down. I'm not like l really talking about fire energy. I'm talking about yeah. Yeah. how Scorpio is unafraid to look at the parts like the uncomfortable parts of things. And Scorpio is unafraid to let things die. Like Scorpio yeah. energy knows that that death is a part of life, that decaying and that like, like th like if you think about like composting, like that actually nurtures and generates new growth. Like it's it is such a part like the whole life cycle like it is such a part and like you said yeah the caterpillar becoming the butterfly like it ha that's the part of like that cycle the caterpillar ends and comes to be goo and then the butterfly comes out so scorpio is kind of like unafraid of all of that i also think it's an interesting thing to think about because our society doesn't talk about that like doesn't want to admit that things go in cycles and that it's okay and necessary to let go of some things in order to move into new things. 
you know, we get this idea that like going through that, that there's something wrong with it and there's not, I mean, it's, it's just part of the process, but I think, I think that's why so many people like have issue with the tarot card. They, they don't get that. It's not just destroying stuff. It's just a necessary part of the cycle. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like it can be very painful to go oh, yeah. through tower moments yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, but yeah, for me, the whole point of tower is that it is not needless destruction. It yes. is, this thing is corrupted. This thing, this foundation is rotted. This has to come down. And particularly like with the, the fierceness of Mars, like being the, the God of war of just like, Yeah this has to come down and, and, and being willing to like go to battle for the things that have to have to come down. Yeah. And I guess the other thing I kind of wanted to say about tower is it's the other thing you, what you were saying about how we don't talk about this in society. The other thing I think we don't talk about is the, like the messiness of when we start new things, like you're allowed to have two feelings I mean you're allowed to have multiple feelings but like you're allowed to have (laughs) conflicting feelings you're allowed to have grief for the part of you that is no longer existing if that's coming up for you or like yeah you're just if we only ever view them as one or the other then like when we're in destruction we only ever sort of are allowed to be sad about whatever's coming down and when we're in creation we're only ever allowed to be happy about what's coming up but like if both if we acknowledge that both of those things are happening at the same time then we can acknowledge that all of the feelings are happening at the same time and that doesn't mean anything like we can sometimes make our feelings mean things like oh I should be feeling x y and z and if I'm not then something's gone wrong or and it's like nothing's gone wrong like if we yeah I think just acknowledging that both of those things exist together is a thing that we need to talk about more that's more associated like I would more bring that energy to the death card like I don't feel like that's that specifically is like at the roots of this or at the roots of the tower card but just kind of yeah going back to like yeah the things that society doesn't talk about okay so what has bloomed out of ace or what can bloom what is like has the potential here to bloom out of ace of cups is five of cups And this is part of this is the main reason why I'm talking so much about Mars and I'm talking so much about Scorpio, because the astrology of five of cups is Mars in Scorpio. So this is the other thing. So that's why I want to talk about like how death and creation are both there at the same time. And all of those feelings are there at the same time. And reminding that like Scorpio is ruling the tower. It's also ruling the death card because Five of Cups is given this traditional association of like loss and disappointment, which is just the one feeling. It's just the destruction side. And, but it's, I don't agree with that. And I know we've like, we've talked about Five of Cups before. I think we talked about it as kind of looking at all of the feelings that are present. And I'm still, I still agree with that. But I'm sort of 
expanding on it now because I'm like, well, what what does Mars and Scorpio like have to say about feelings? And it's like, it it can't. It's not just loss and disappointment. That's such a shallow story. That like. So in in the imagery of Five of Cups, in a lot of decks, there's, like, cups that are spilt over and then cups that are not spilt over. And there's this, like, traditional story of, like, you're focused on the ones that have been spilt and you're feeling, like, disappointment and loss or disappointment is coming or whatever. But it's, like, you can be sad about cups that are spilt and also happy about cups that are not spilt so yeah that's kind of my continuing the theme of like five of cups is deeply connected to the tower card in a way that I have not ever thought about before and so it's kind of yeah it's changing how I view five of cups when I think about it being connected to the tower card which I deeply love but I so I have more thoughts about this (laughs) I really went into like because I was like Five of Cups is ruled by Mars and Scorpio. Like, what? What? What is that? How does that change the story of how I view Five of Cups? So we talked about Mars being a planet of war. Mars being a planet of, or like the, yeah, the the, the things that kind of associated with Mars would be like motivation, drive, passion, sexuality, real, like think real Aries energy of like, making shit happen like Mars is really driven to make things happen it also has that connection with Scorpio though which Scorpio is going to be like deep feelings and also sexuality and yeah that that whole duality of like death and creation is all connected to Mars Mars basically Mars knows what it wants so when I talk about like Mars sees that the foundations of that tower is weak and is like, this building has to come down. Like, it knows what it wants. And Scorpio allows Mars to look at things that aren't working. So Scorpio is, we kind of talked about this in Seven of Cups. Seven of Cups was Venus in Scorpio, which is (laughs) the... I don't want to say opposite, but like the the corresponding energy to Mars would be Venus. So Mars were in like that war and destruction and energy and Venus is like love and abundance and creativity and like there's a whole mask femme thing going on here. Anyways, talked about how Scorpio is like a planet of like lust and passion and so Mars in Scorpio, if like Seven of Cups is Venus in Scorpio where love meets passion, Mars in Scorpio is like where action meets passion. And so I was thinking, I was like, how how are we getting loss and disappointment from this? From like, you have a god of war who's going into a sign that is like, full of passion but it's also I guess full of deep emotional connection and like those uncomfortable feelings so this is such a long ramble (laughs) where I'm going with this is there's something about Mars being in Scorpio that's about taking action which is going to stir shit up 
And that, yes, when we do that, there will be loss and there might be disappointment. And there, for sure, we're in Scorpio, there will be uncomfortable feelings. But that is not a bad thing. And I think Five of Cups, the traditional interpretation is the epitome of how our society looks at endings as like these are wholly bad you can only feel disappointed and sad about this and I think there's a different energy here of like how powerful is it when your action is so deeply connected to the passionate feelings that Scorpio has like it's really tethering to and and being willing to have a purpose that's so strong that you're gonna you're willing to go through the goo. You're willing to like go through your tower and you're willing to like, yes, I'm gonna knock that down because I have connected like all of my deep, passionate feelings with this planet that wants to drive them forward. And there's yeah. I don't I feel like I'm talking in circles, but just yes. The more I want is five of cups, I just don't think it can be easy to look at it and be like, oh, what's coming out of Ace of Cups? Loss and sadness. And I just don't, I just don't see it. Like, I'm like, no, okay, it'll be uncomfortable. Sure. It will be messy. Sure. But there will also be like a deep drive, like a motivation. And like, that sounds great to me. Like <laughs> Mars and Scorpio, I was talking about last week, how I feel like I was like, have the blindfold on. And, like, Mars and Scorpio has no blindfold. Mars and Scorpio is like, oh, no, we know what we want and we're going for it and we're willing to go through the messiness in, like, a deep emotional way because it's cups. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that whole thing has me thinking about, like, how often we don't do something because we're afraid of being disappointed. But that's, I mean, that's the risk you take to move toward what you want. And yeah, how often we just, we don't. And like, yeah, the like, the fact that you're like willing to go there. What I wrote down for Mars and Scorpio, what I feel like I'm, the kind of phrase that I'm building for Five of Cups is poking what needs to be poked. So Tower being Major Arcana, we're burning down what needs to be burnt down. Five of Cups, we're just poking. We're just like stirring a little just poking out the things that need to be poked like turning your head towards what's in the corner I mean like are you looking at everything here it might be uncomfortable to look at but it's over some rocks to see what's underneath them yeah yeah and and I think being there's a thing about like being willing to acknowledge all of the feelings on the table being uh, willing to acknowledge all like yeah how you feel about everything but yeah it was I really enjoyed kind of thinking about five of cups in a different way this week and like so this is why I was saying how I feel like I've been on a real cups journey because that we started in nine of cups of like which is joy is not meant to be crumbs and then I talked about how seven of cups is like oh well if if I'm getting to the place where like joy is abundant and joy is not crumbs then it starts in seven of cups which for me is wanting acknowledging what you want wanting what you think you can't have not just being like well I'll just pick any one of these cups like or overthinking the cups of just being like I want what I want it's love meets lust like I fucking know what I want and I want it with everything and that gets us to the place of nine of cups of joy is not meant to be crumbs so now I'm thinking about like okay well five of cups like what is this energy that's then getting me to the place 
of like, I know what I fucking want and I'm like willing to wait for that cup. I'm like, oh, well, I maybe it starts with like being really committed to the uncomfortable feelings or like the poking at what needs to be poked or like the taking action, even if it's going to be messy. So yeah, I'm kind of playing with this, this journey of cups. And I feel like I'm, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm, I'm understanding it. I'm so enlightened about the cups, but I'm just like getting like a real new perspective about cups and about, I often talk about how cups about feelings, but there's, for me, there's been a lot of wanting that's been associated with the cups. I think that's been interesting to play with. Like maybe Ace of Cups is birthing a new wanting. And like, I have to just, maybe it starts an Ace of Cups of just like, that's when the wanting is born. And I, when I've written about wanting before, I often talk about how we don't often name it. Like wanting can start and it just takes up a little whisper in our chest and we, it can ignore it. And it doesn't get a name. And then it's like really not until you name it that then you're like, oh, I can't fucking ignore this thing anymore. And like, maybe that's, I don't know, like maybe Five of Cups is like starting to name it. And like, so maybe I'm in like Ace of Cups of like, oh, seeds of wanting are being planted, planted. And what's going to bloom out of this is like being able to name it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious to find out. Interesting to think about the whole, like the different Aces and like, what different types of wanting might be going on with them. I just, I, I love hearing you get all excited about the astrology. And I think it's just fascinating to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I like how, how tied, how deeply connected these cards were because I wouldn't have, if I had just mm-hmm. drawn five of cups, I don't think I really would have thought about the Mars and Scorpio too much. Like I just would have been like, Oh, it's five of cups. Like right. I, I know what this means, but to have Tower leading into Ace of Cups, leading into Five of Cups, and every single one of those cards having the Scorpio connection running through them. Like, I'm like, oh, you you really wrote me a story this week. Like, okay, I will dive yeah. into that story. Like, you handed me a story? Cool. I will look at it, and I will research this, and I will understand it. So, yeah, thanks for that deck. <laughs> So those are our cards for the week and our thoughts on them. As always, pictures of our cards and links to anything mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find the link to that, as always, in the description below. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments about the cards we drew, if you want to talk about anything you heard us talk about in this episode, you can leave us a comment on the post over in the show notes, or you can come over to Instagram. We're at 2 Nerds. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back in your ears next week.